Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 554 of the Drunk Dancers Podcast. I'm here as always. I'm Tyler. Enjoy me. We have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Well, I'll tell you what. After this work week, I'm actually pretty freaking excited that I can get the chance to play a bit more, not only of Tears of the Kingdom, but also of Street Fighter VI. And man, do I feel like I want to play some more stuff. <laughs> Other than that, though, I mean, just kind of the usual type of work week and stuff just a lot of crazy stuff boss has been out of town so tried to look after the store while simultaneously stop it from burning to the ground (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah man so how about you man uh you know not clanging and banging this week gables uh you know it was a a rough work week uh you know it was finally you know i was like oh it's you know finally the weekend's here it's been a long week it's been miserable it's hot uh long hours uh I was like, man, I just want to play some Zelda. You know, fifty. I got I played a bunch Saturday or you know over the weekend. Um, I was like fifty hours in. Finally started doing some story stuff. Didn't have any time during the work week, and then um, started playing. Was like twenty minutes into it. Got a one of the worst phone calls of my life. I uh, got my uh, found out that uh, um, one second, um, one of uh, my my uh, parents' dog Gunner. Uh, English Bulldog, he's five. He finally has cancer. Um, when, you know, we got got a few months with him. Uh, so, anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, been a rough day. So, I've uh, been kind of over there all day. I've only been home for really a little bit. And then I hopped on here with Gable. So, you know, I wanted to do the show this week because, uh, you know, I love doing the show. And uh, it's kind of a nice little breakaway. Sorry for everybody for crying. Uh but uh, it's been a it's been a uh, it's been a rough week, a rough day, uh, one of the worst days ever. Um, you know they always talk about uh, you know cancer affects everybody, and I've been you know yeah I guess lucky in that sense of like I've I know people that have had cancer like my I've had great grandparents get cancer, but like they were you know ninety. I'm not trying to compare people to dogs here, but you know in my family we love you know our tusks, our dogs are our you know like like a like our kids. Uh, Louis is my son and, uh, yeah. And, you know, uh, Gunner is, is my dad's other son. Uh, and, uh, um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's been a pretty, it's been a pretty rough day. Uh, but, um, yeah, anyways, we're, we're here to, uh, you know, like I said, I love doing the show. It's a nice little, it's nice to, uh, it's been nice as bullshit with you for the last, uh, you know, 45 minutes or so, uh, kind yeah. of forgetting about it and just kind of, you know, talk about something, something we love and that's video games and that's what we're here to do. So, uh, if you like, uh, you know, well, other than me crying, uh, if you, <laughs> you know, if you're a fan of video games or whatever, uh, you know, Gables and I get together every week, talk about video games and, uh, it's, it's, we're going into a big time here, uh, where we are, you know, we're, you know, this Thursday is summer game fest. Uh, and then, uh, the following Sunday, uh, is Xbox and the following and, the, and that following that Monday after is the Ubisoft forward. So we got a lot of big stuff going on. Um, right now, uh, tentatively, we are planned to do live reactions to those, uh, but I cannot commit with everything going on right now. Uh, I don't want to mm. commit to anything, but we will at least uh, be doing uh, typically every week, uh, every year for usually E3. Gables and I will like, uh, well, at the very least, come to come together that night and then like talk about what happened at the show. Uh, so at the very least, we'll do that. We'll, we'll do the we'll do those regardless. Uh, but as far as the live reaction, uh, cannot guarantee do that. But uh, you know, if you want to know, you want to see all those things, you want to watch those things, please look down the show notes down below. 
uh, like, follow, subscribes, um, you know, Facebook, Twitter. I will post on Twitter with an update as far as like what the plan is. And I told Gables, I'll kind of let him know, uh, this weekend I'll try to post on Twitter this weekend okay. what the plan is. And, uh, yeah, we're going to play it by ear. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of what's going on with us, uh, for, for the Scott coming, uh, well for that next week. Uh, but also Gables and I, uh, on this episode here, 554, we will be doing a uh, normal show for the most part. We'll talk about what we've been playing, some of the news this week, not a lot of news this week. Um, I thought there'd be a lot more like leaks and rumors and stuff going on, but really hasn't been, um, no. like some stuff is kind of leaked, but not like, you know, a lot of it's really just been people saying what's going to be there, uh, at the, some of these shows. So on this episode, we're going to go through, um, some of like our kind of what we think might be there for our kind of predictions for summer game fest. And then Gables and I, right after this, we're going to record, uh, an episode, uh, with the predictions for the Xbox, uh, showcase. And then, uh, and that'll be coming out in a couple days. And then, uh, we're also going to record an episode for, uh, the Ubisoft forward, our predictions for that kind of just run down kind of what everybody's got, like all the games they got cooking right now and kind of go through those and, um, yeah, kind of give our, our thoughts, opinions on what, what could be there. So, um, that is a plan for now, so uh, I, I think the Xbox, excuse me, the Xbox One will be out on Tuesday, and then the um, Ubisoft One will be out on Wednesday is the plan. Um, so yeah, so those will be going up as podcasts. Uh, but you know, if you want to watch us, you know, record it. Um, well, not watch us as we record it, but watch the video version. Please, uh, you know, subscribe, like, follow on YouTube, all that, and then same on podcast services, Apple, uh, Spotify. We're on all. We're pretty much on every podcasting service out there that I know of. Uh, but if there's any that we're not on that you want us to be on, please hit me up and uh, I'll set us up on there. But uh, like I said, look, in, look down on the links um, in our show notes. And um, well, we have time codes and we have the links to all of those services. But Gables, without further ado, yes. um, let's get into some news. How about that, buddy? Yeah, that sounds all good. Right, let's, all right. let's dig in. Yep. All right. Let's do it right now on time code here. Gables, it finally mm-hmm. happened. And I'm so happy. Yeah. Everybody loves Switch. Or everybody loves Switch. Everybody's one two Switch. Sorry. Officially <laughs> announced. Um, so for people that don't know, um, uh, Imran Khan from formerly a fanbite leaked this game last June seventh. So almost a year mm-hmm. uh, to the day of him leaking it. Uh, Absolutely. They, uh, Nintendo with like the laziest tweets ever. Just saying everybody. Uh, everybody's. Um, is everybody's or everyone's? I can't remember now. Uh, one two Switch. Uh, is out June 30th, and it was just like it was, that's all the tweet was, uh, and then it's up on the you can pre-order it on the eShop, and it's also I guess they're doing physical copies of this. Uh, I was listening, so Andrew yeah. Khan was talking about this actually. Uh, he's on the kind of funny podcast because he want the kind of funny uh, games daily podcast because uh, he wanted to like kind of celebrate the fact that he had this right, and um, I was listening to him because I just wanted some more insight on this, and he said that um, they actually last year because they're like they did the play, it's all this like this game leaked from playtesting. Um, and yes. um, he mentioned that because uh, the game was so bad that people were coming to him. He's like, normally when you like try to like find information on a game and you like you write an article about and leak something or uh, you know whatever, um, usually you got to go find that stuff and knock on doors. You know, not literally, but go knock on doors and like figure out what's going on. He's like, this is one of the few times in my career that somebody came to me, like people were coming to me telling about telling about this game that like. They could not believe they were working on or play testing. Like that's the kind of situation he was talking about. But what was funny is he uh. was talking about uh, they actually like they just thought the play test would be fine and like they had already made the cases for the like the physical cases for this game, uh, mm-hmm. but not the cartridges yet. 
And um, but the cases just sat there forever that they turned most of those cases into Zelda Tears of the Kingdom cases. So, <laughs> yeah, so because the game just sat for so long, they wanted to just get rid of the cases. So that's what they did. So I imagine it's like, honestly, we always talk about like, you know, buying those like weird like games that don't get a huge physical like release that might be worth money down the line. Yeah, this might be one of them. So if you want maybe to make some money in like 10 years, uh, this might be the devil's third of the, the switch era. Uh, people, if you don't remember oh. Devil's Third, it was a really shitty Wii U game that was so bad that nobody. It was basically the same situation. Nintendo hired a team to make this really uh, this game, uh, and it's actually the creator of. I think it was like the creator of like Ninja Gaiden oh, or yeah, some yeah, of the. Oh, right. yeah, it, but it was all Devil's It Third. was awful, and they originally weren't gonna do a physical release. I think. Oh no, it was, I think originally it wasn't gonna come in the United States or something. There was something weird going on, yeah. but then like, uh, like people like got loud enough that they actually released it. Um, they did like like, but they did like a small release physically, um, and like if you mm-hmm. own a copy, like it like instantly is actually like not like worth hundreds of dollars, but like it's it's worth more than what the game was uh, like a decent chunk more than what the game came out. Yeah, it's it's climbing cost. Still. Yeah, so it's it's definitely if you have like a wrap copy of one of those games, I think Justin has one, uh, my best friend, and uh, I'm like man, like you might be able to put your kids through college with that game one of these days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so people don't know like so it's like a it is basically like uh what is that a, a jackbox party pack kind of game like it's basically like if nintendo made that uh like like they have like uh spin the bottle but you have to like compliment the other person uh and like you use like your phones and, and joy cons to like to join in the game so it's for a bunch of people um but yeah so it's coming out june 30 it's gonna be 30 dollars. so i i want to go through some of this stuff yeah. in the article again uh because it's absolutely hilarious um, so I'm, I'm going to kind of like spruce some of this here. So, um, this is from the Imran from last year. He said the information pre- prevented, uh, presented in this article is gathered from multiple sources with knowledge, uh, of the product in question while the sources are presented and published story as anonymous, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Let me get to the, um, let's get to the sum here. Um, sorry, I should, I meant to proofread this way. So I didn't have the time today. Um, so the title, which sources say settled on everybody's one, two switch at one point, went through a few variations of development, struggled with a core question. How exactly do you make a sequel to one, two switch? Uh, the obvious answer was simply to add more mini games as other, uh, editor party titles had done. Uh, but they also wanted to release a title that didn't render the first game moot and stop it from selling, which I mean, it was a, it was a switch launch game. I don't think many people are buying it nowadays. Um, oh. the insp- inspiration instead came from Jackbox party, uh, Jackbox games, developer Jackpot, uh, Jackbox party pack. That's hard to say for some reason. Uh, so like they have like uh, Fibbage, Quip, uh, Quip Flash, and you don't know Jack stuff like that. Um, so they wanted to kind of make that party game for everybody. Um, so uh, it, right. they established on a game show like theme with a host and more uh, participants, as opposed to the original game setup of having two users of the Joy-Con each going up against each other. Uh, and uh, everybody, uh, everybody's one to switch had many more players at once with the use of the smartphones. The game could have lobbies uh, as big as a hundred people. Uh, so that's where the name came from. Everybody's one to switch. Uh, the idea on paper was solid. Um, it was being designed by the Nintendo EPD Group Four. Um, they designed a host for the mini games based on the international appeal, a bipedal horse that looks like a man wearing a rubber horse mask. Uh, mm-hmm. The game's text simply referred to him as horse because it sounded enough like the English word host uh, that it would, excuse me, it would come across in different. Uh, I'm sorry, I lost my spot here. 
It would come across in different languages. Many games would ask players to physically move move around the environment for things like musical chairs or use their phone to play play bingo. There was even a game that resembled a virtual version of Spin the Bottle that involved saying something nice about the other person. Uh, it tested horribly. When playtesting <laughs> groups received the game, the feedback to the development team was brutal. Um, the target audience Nintendo was hoping to hit families with children found the game boring. Many didn't even want to play the game. Sorry. Many didn't even want to play the game through entire rounds. In the bingo uh, example, one player would use a Joy-Con to mind digging out a number before reading it off the TV screen. A, uh, a process of playtesters is reported as tedious. Uh, the main mode of the game, the team battle mode, pit at least two teams of players against each other in various minigames. This mode uh, prominently featured Horse, who would give color commentary during the games. Uh, during the localization process, uh, sources started calling the game Horse Shit as shorthand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. It is important to note that this is not uncommon for a game. Some projects test uh, badly and then qu- get quietly shelved. Are reworked. It happens far more often than people know, and under normal circumstances, this is likely what would, uh, would have happened, and no one would have been the wiser. But no one expected everybody's one two switch to uh, test quite as badly as it did. Different trusted employees within Nintendo were raising alarms at the game release. Uh, the game release as is would damage the company's reputation as a great software developer. Presuming that the uh, extra development would not be a problem, Nintendo went ahead with publisher uh, with other publisher duties on the game, like printing the cover art and placing it in requisite cases for retail release. For sources, there's still a large number of empty game boxes for the title just sitting and waiting uh, for a game with no current release date. Uh, yeah, so there was like, I remember when this came out, a lot of people were like, maybe they like just put it on. There was some discussion about just putting on the Nintendo uh, expansion pack type of thing as a free game. Um, right. Because like they wanted to sell this thing for $60, so this sounds like the middle ground of like, well, we can't sell it. If we sell it for 60 no one's going to buy it. Um, and, you know, it would probably be worse if it's 60. If you put it on eShop, like honestly, it's free, but more people will play it. So it's like, it's one of those things where like, maybe we just sell it, make some money back on this thing. And then, uh, yeah, just make some, make some money back on it. It's going to be $30. We're just going to throw it out there. Not a lot of people are going to buy it. Maybe we get a few hundred thousand copies bought and it's just not a big deal. Uh, you know, maybe there's going to be some, there's going to be people like us that talk about this game. There's going to be people like, you know, content creators doing like, uh, you know, Twitch streams are a fun stream out of this thing. Uh, I can see like Game Grumps doing a fun thing out of this or something. Um, but yeah, I think this is maybe like, honestly, like I think it's shitty if they're going to charge money for this game. That's apparently terrible. Mm-hmm. But like I could see their line of thinking. It was like if we put this out for free, millions of people are going to play this thing. And it's just it's going to be even bigger because of that. So if we just charge a minimal amount of money uh, for this thing, like we can make some and less people were going to buy it. So, I don't know. Gables, uh, what, so uh, how many copies do you approve? <laughs> well, for right now, I haven't pre-ordered anything in that regards. But uh, I will say, it's awfully telling that Nintendo announces everybody's 1-2 Switch, but there's no trailer at yeah, all that's a good for point. this yeah. game. There's no screenshots, That nothing. was one thing that initially kind of caught me off guard about it, because it's like, Normally, when Nintendo like showcases any game, like on their YouTube page or like not on even their Nintendo, stuff, just anybody. <laughs> there's a trailer. There's a trailer. Yeah, exactly. Something. And it this was really surprising. I mean, I, I'm very surprised that they announced a first party game, 
and they had no initial trailer for it. It was just basically out of the blue. Just randomly just dropped it on there, you know, with little thought or something like that. That gives me, like, the impression that they know this game is not going to go well. So they're going to just say, okay, this is out here. This is at the end of the month. Hey, if you want to buy it for 30 bucks, here you go. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, just just because of... uh, a bunch of the playtesting stuff, you know, like what Emron Khan was going through and saying last year from his initial write-up and stuff. It's going to be kind of fascinating to see how this game is in motion. Yeah, I can't wait. What's the gameplay for this game? I mean, what's going to go on here? I think Nintendo inadvertently is going to make this game a bit bigger than what it should be because now that this is going to be out there, people are going to want to try out this game because they have not seen any type of footage. Yeah. There's nothing else. They know it's going to be releasing at the tail end of this month. It's $30, so it's super cheap to go and do this. And there's going to be more people now wanting to try out this game just to see if this thing is shit or if this thing is something into actually somewhat decent. But it's really funny that Nintendo is doing something like this. Because I more or less would attend this to, like, say, other companies will, if they're not confident inside of a game, they just either shadow drop the game directly or they just go and, like, just there's little to no advertisement of this. Yeah. We've heard nothing about this sequel up until not even a month before it comes yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> less than 30 days. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, it's wild. Like, like you said, there's no trailer. It was just a tweet. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. very little fanfare. Like, they, you know, it's like you think about like some of the least like advertised games ever put out was like the what the Paper Mario game that came out in 2020 and like Pikmin 3 Deluxe, but like that was because there was no they didn't have any directs and it was COVID, uh, so they didn't have like anything like it was just they just put out it was only a tweet, but they had like they put it on their YouTube channel a trailer when they announced it, and that was the thing. And then there was some more stuff, there was some more like gameplay stuff up to it, so like but it was like at right. least like it was a but it was a few months out, so there was like some time to build some. Especially for those games, but like, this is like, yeah, like literally, it just it's just a cover art with the with a bunch of people and then a dude in a tux in a tuxedo with a horse hat on, <laughs> like that's the <laughs> game. Um, it almost looks like a various like a spoof, like uh, not like a very spoof, but it just looks like something that's like a meme in and of itself because the reveal of the box art of this damn thing is just basically like people having phones, people having their switches, and all of a sudden a dude in a horse mask like right yeah. in the center. But I, I think you make a great point there, Gables, with um, this game might sell better because of people like us. Like you said, like, I don't think this game is going to be like a mass audience success. Like, uh, no. but I think there's there's the people like us that like that know the rumors are will now know for fact that this game was real and know that this game is supposed to be terrible, that people will buy it now because they heard how terrible it is. I, I think Absolutely. like in our audience and like like I said, the content creators as a joke will buy this game to make content out of it for how bad it is. And I think that's where a good chunk of the sales will come from. Like, I mean, obviously people like casuals exactly. will buy it too, but yeah, it's like, um, I mean, we'll, we have a few weeks to like, before like it comes out, maybe we'll do some more, uh, I can't, God damn, I can't talk. Uh, so I cannot say that word. Uh, yeah, we have a few, a few weeks before they start doing like, you know, before that comes out, we, we, maybe we get some trailers, maybe we get some stuff here and there, but, um, yeah, I would not be shocked if this is like, uh, it's weird because like yeah, they definitely want to make some money off of it, but it's like also we don't want people to know we made this game. It's so it is. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen a game like this before. Where like like we know this no. game like 
you know, like when like Redfall was not good, like it sucked, but like they at least like gave that game a good push coming up to it. Like they advertised like before it came out. They at least gave it some trailers. Yeah, they gave it some trailers. Like they gave us some hype <laughs> and everything like that. Um, and that game just turned out badly. But it's like this is just like, like we Dude. are ashamed of ourselves, but we still want to make some money. Even the people that created the Gollum game have more advertisement yeah. than say this everybody's one to switch and that's one of the worst it games the, releases of the it year it is the lowest rated game of the year yes uh um, yeah got a 39 on open yeah. critic i think but it's like honestly maybe they should have just done the, the the nintendo tactic here with just posting uh, the box art and just hoping that nobody because like we all knew it was gonna be bad because we can see the gameplay so maybe like you know like fuck if only they knew that the nintendo playbook here everybody's one to switch uh, they kind of like fuck. We could have just not oh, shown them gameplay, and then charge them seventy bucks for it. <laughs> Maybe we would have made more money. I don't know. Uh, yeah, fucking wild, man. Uh, I love video <laughs> games. They're so cool. Uh, <laughs> but let's get to let's get to the next topic here. Gables, let's get into some uh, one of my favorite things of the month we do, um, and that is some NPDs. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is actually for April. Uh, it's been kind of sitting in our, our show notes for a couple weeks now because of. Uh, we had the poster showcase uh, announced a couple weeks ago, and then we actually talked about all the stuff in there uh, from last week. Uh, so we're getting into it here. Um, here, Gibbs, I'll do a share screen for you so you can see it, my friend. Uh, so bam. All right. All right. So this, this is all from April. Uh, the numbers on this, I believe, ended on April 30th. So uh, basically, it was okay. a full month. Sometimes you know, it might trickle in a couple days into the, the following month or – get cut off at like at the end of the month so this actually was the full month so uh some of the stuff here um number 20 oh there was that there was the mario sales going on in april yep they're selling for like 40 bucks so um jumping into the top 20 here from 26 prior months so not a major jump but a jump uh mario 3d world uh number 19 madden fl 23 uh big drop there from nine the previous month uh Number 18, mm-hmm. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, number 17, uh, Last of Us Part 1. Uh, number 16, New Super Mario Brothers. Uh, that jumped from 23rd to 16, so getting back in there. Number 15 here. That's pretty cool. Uh, Vance Wars uh, 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. Uh, that does not yeah. remember. Nintendo does not include digital sales. Uh, and that game came out at the end of, I think, uh, April 20th, I think, uh, is what it was. Yes. So uh, only only you know 10 days on the market uh, and getting in there, so... Uh, number 14 here, the Final Fantasy 1 through uh, 6 bundle um, is, out, is on there. That does include digital. I wonder how that works, though, because you can buy the, the physical version came with all of them, but digitally you can buy them all separately. So I wonder, I wonder how that worked. Uh, like, did they, like, hmm. count? You know, because this counts dollars, not individual copies sold. So I just wonder if, like, this counts people that just bought Final Fantasy, like, say they just bought one. Uh, that counts towards it, I imagine. But uh, anyways, here um, number thirteen, as always, Minecraft. Number twelve, still holding in strong there. Uh, Elden Ring. Number eleven, Minecraft Legends. So that's pretty impressive for that came out. I think like April eighteenth, if I remember correctly. Uh, and yes. that was that's a Game Pass game. So, but that is on. I believe, I believe that's on everything. So that could be as, that as well. Uh, well, it's on uh, PlayStation and PC. So uh, number ten here, holding in strong. Number ten. Uh, Mario Kart 8, number 9, uh, f- uh, FIFA 16, uh, number 8, look at this, Gables, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. I believe it's already <laughs> sold over a million copies. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, so doing really well there. 
Number seven, PGA Tour. Number six, uh, Hogwarts, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Number five, uh, Modern Warfare 2. Number four, Resident Evil 4. Number three, MLB The Show 23. Uh, number two, shockingly, Dead Island 2. And number one, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. No shock. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, I believe, is actually one of the top, I think it's like third for the year uh, as of at the end of April. Wow. And that was only with three days on the market because it came on the 28th. Uh, so that's, awesome. yeah, so that's, I mean, I'm not surprised it's like selling a lot. I'm surprised how you know quickly it sold really fast. Uh, Dead Island 2, I believe has already sold over 2 million copies. That's very surprising. Yeah, that, I was not expecting that game to perform that yeah, well. So soon. I don't think anybody did. And I, like, like, that's awesome. Like, well, like I said, that the fact that this game came out, it was actually like good. And now it's, and it's like getting the sales too, on top of it. Like, that's awesome. I like, you know, it's like, um, it's very rare that we see like something like this happen. We're like, you know, like usually we can spot something shitty from a mile away, and the fact that like you know this game that we thought would be shit actually like surprised a lot of us. Um, and then on top of that, you getting the financial support on uh, is awesome for, a, you know, the sequel to a game from, you know, 2011. Uh, but a pretty cool list here. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven brand new games on here. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I love fact Star Wars number one. Like uh, that's probably one of my favorite games of the year. Um, you know, uh, the Mega Man's being number eight in its first month, that is awesome as well. Cause, uh, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm surprised. Like, it's that's more like Capcom has been killing it, uh, across the board on all the stuff they've been doing. Uh, so no shit. Uh, this is kind of cool. Like, I, I believe this is like there's two volumes, isn't there, Gables, or is this, this is just one? Well, that's the thing. If you buy it like physical retail or some, you get both of those. Both okay. of those, like, uh, part one and part two as, like, complete for, like, $60. However, if you want to buy it digitally, you can buy them either as a bundle or individually, you know. Okay. So you'll have the volume one that has a specific amount of the Battle Network games, and then volume two has the rest of them. Okay. Um, so that's, that's cool, though, to see that, uh, you know, that's doing well. So, you know, maybe we maybe Gables, they, this, if they're not already, maybe this shows, hey, people love Mega Man, so maybe they... uh. No they shit. Make it some more, but uh, that is highly surprising that the Mega Man Battle Network collect collection sold that well upon its launch. You know, over like a million copies. It looks like. Yeah. And that's that's the thing, man. Even when those games came out in the Game Boy Advance and like the DS stuff, respectively. I mean, they weren't like like multitude like million sellers or anything else. They had obviously like modest sales you know because they were capcom games and stuff mega man stuff mega man still holds a bit of draw power and stuff from back then but it's surprising that these obscure like these obscure like mega man games sold that well yeah <laughs> for, yeah i mean yeah. And these are like the the gba ones too aren't they yeah, yeah. the game boy advance ones yeah so these are I mean, like the the main main ones uh, these are just the ones that were kind of on the, yeah, they were just kind of on the GBA that, you know, a handheld console. You know, there is one missed opportunity though. They could have, re- they could have released the port of the GameCube game. Yeah. I, I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> they haven't done that. Maybe they will eventually. Like maybe that's when they can know they can maybe like sell separately for like 20 bucks or something like that. I've heard that game is infamously hard. Yes. Yeah, well. so I remember renting <laughs> it, but I didn't know that Mega Man games are super hard. Uh, and it kicked the <laughs> shit out of me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I didn't know you're supposed to play it in a certain order so i'm like why is this this game is so fucking hard like this is like it's it's based off a kid's anime why is it so hard uh yeah so um you learn the hard way on that one but uh i don't know i'm happy to see like uh you know advanced wars being in there that's all like maybe this is like 
hopefully this sells well enough that maybe they like yeah, maybe the, maybe we give us an, we come back to this because uh you know like I said I love the, I love those games uh I played the one on DS love that one a lot um I didn't play the second one on DS that was like the realistic one that was like really gritty and like I don't know I'm shocked Nintendo made that game uh so uh oh uh, yeah I don't know. Days of Ruin. Yeah, Days of Ruin, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I mean, anything else stand out uh, to you on this one, Gables? No, not really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool. We got, like I said, like, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven brand new games on this list. It's very rare that we get that, but uh, April was a, a pretty good month for new releases. So, um, yeah, very cool. Uh, I'm curious to see kind of where we go with uh, um, with May with uh, Zelda in there and kind of see where, where that one goes. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be very surprised that that game is not oh yeah no it's gonna be number one but i'm just kind of curious like you know where like six months from now where's that game looking like on the on the list i want to see where breath of the wild is maybe i want to see if that gets back in that top 20 list i'm pretty sure there is because there have been a good number of people up on my friends list on the nintendo switch to where they didn't play Breath of the Wild before, but all of a sudden when Tears of the Kingdom came out, they immediately started playing Breath of the Wild. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you've had four years since they announced the sequel. I know. What the fuck are we doing here, people? I know, right? Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, pretty cool month there. But Gables, let's get into the Summer Game Fest. Um, all so right. This is happening on Thursday, I believe at noon Pacific time. Uh, let me double check that. Sorry, I did not do that today. Uh, 2023. Let me look at that. Um, does not have a time. You know what? You'll figure it out yourself, people. Uh, <laughs> some of the stuff that we know is gonna be there. Uh, we got Mortal Kombat One. We're gonna we're gonna have, uh, some real gameplay there. Uh, this right. they said Alan Wake Two will have some uncut gameplay. So, um, okay. no no idea how long it's gonna be. Uh, Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty is gonna be there. So we'll, we'll I'm assuming we'll see some yeah. gameplay. Uh, and that's I think that's really all we know right now. Um. I've not been online today, so I don't know if anything else has come out about this. But a uh, um, couple things I had written down here, Gables, that uh, may or may not be there. But uh, Replaced, which is that really awesome looking indie game that was um, at the uh, it's supposed to be at last year's Summer Game Fest. It's actually it's supposed to be, it's a Game Pass game as well. Um, it's supposed to be at last year's, uh, but he talked about it that uh, you know they're a Ukraine based studio. Um, and that, you know, everything, obviously everything going on there, we not able to, um, you know, have, have a trailer ready at that point in time. Uh, this is one of those games that was also on like the 12 month thing from Xbox last year. Um, obviously it does not leave. Well, I guess they got another three more, you know, three more weeks here, four more weeks. So it's possible. Uh, but obviously everything going there, take your time, shit like that. Uh, but, um, I was thinking maybe that could be there. Maybe like they, maybe they want to do a make good for Jeff Keighley, but I was, I can all see him saving it for Xbox. Uh, and then uh, the other thing I kind of written down here: the Final Fantasy 16 demo. Do you think it's here? I really do think it's here. Yeah. I really does think I really do think it's here because it makes a lot of sense that way. The first start, you want to begin something with like a bang and stuff. You have some bit of release like info upon certain games or some, or even like the gameplay of like different games. But yeah, Final Fantasy 16 demo being introduced inside the summer games fest. It makes the most sense in that regards. It's less than a month since this game is going to be dropping. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. And they, uh, the, we, the game, I guess, um, there's a demo that was like found on the back end of the PlayStation store. Um, mm-hmm. so makes sense. And also like Sony is our PlayStation is one of the people, 
on the like the docket that's like one of the partners for the showcase. Uh, so I would not be surprised uh, if they're there. I'm trying to find the picture that has all of the um, like all the publishers that are going to be there for it. Um, sorry, but I don't know. I mean, the these ones are like I think Summer Game Fest is like so hard. Like so was like uh, um, like game awards and stuff like that in general because this is the one like uh, third party like actual like third party like they're not a developer they're not a publisher they're nothing like that like their own thing so like anything is possible um yes so, i don't know i mean like first of all like how excited are you for this thing are you are you feeling pretty pumped are you like kind of man's expectations or or what i'm in the middle i'm honestly in the middle of all this because i really don't know what to expect for them other than like what you've just initially stated the gameplay stuff for mortal kombat one being one of the things then, like, obviously, you know, the whole hype surrounding the whole potential Final Fantasy 16 demo release, stuff like that. So I'm kind of, like, in the middle of everything because it's, like, there are plenty of things I do want to see go through. But at the same time, most of the stuff that I'm looking forward to are pretty much first party anyway. And that could be satisfied by Microsoft come, like, next, not this coming Sunday, but next Sunday. Yeah. So it really... It really is kind of a weird period because, like you just stated before, inside that uh, initial that award show and stuff last December and stuff, we really didn't really know what we were yeah. getting ourselves into anyway in terms of like game like announcements, game releases, and stuff. And this is definitely that similar type of period. So I think the thing that's most consistent here is people's expectations. They are just all over the place. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like I do a decent job for myself personally as like keep myself in check with these because like, you know, you, like I, I, I think Game Awards get more excited because like I think we've had more hits there. Like Summer Game Fest, only, like I think this is the third year, maybe fourth year that we're doing it. And like they can be pretty hit or miss. Like it's definitely one of those cases like, I, you know, I'll give Jeff Keighley props because like, like people like to shit on Jeff Keighley. Like, I mean, it's video games, the world in general, but video games, you know, in our world. People don't shit on things. It's like I don't. I never like get it. Like people like celebrate E3, the, the death of E3. It's like why? Like it's, it's an awesome you know week event. Um, people like shit on the Game Awards. It's like it's a fun thing that you know it's an award show where we get some cool announcements in. Like why? Like why are we mad about this? Um, but uh, I don't like I like like you said like I'm not like super like going crazy. Oh anybody, like I'm definitely excited to see this. Like I think it's good. By the way, we will not be doing a live reaction because. A, both of us will be at work, but even if we were home and able to do a live reaction, um, these shows are just very long. They're like two hours. Yes, uh, they are. There's just a lot of downtime in these things, so it, it can be kind of tough sometimes on these. Um, that's why we like when we like when it comes to like the game awards. I don't we don't do them because they're very long shows. Uh, there's a lot of downtime, so um, they are hard. I think by people do live reactions to this ones like these are the hardest one. Like you know, it's like sometimes you get like the bad ones where like but there's like a lot of announcements but they're bad. Like those, like there's those ones, and then there's like the ones that are awesome. Like those ones are easy to do live reactions to, but they're just boring or there's just a lot of downtime. It's I don't, know, I think it's it's really hard. Right. Uh, but uh, so yeah, but so I, I found the list here, Gables, um, of the people for over 40 partners. Uh, Activision. The only thing I can think of mm-hmm. is, is that Crash Bandicoot, uh, MOBA game, and then Call of Duty. Those are the only two things I can think for that. I believe he had Call of Duty. Probably. He had Call of Duty last year, so uh, I could see maybe they announced you know Modern Warfare 3 there. 
Um, I'm not going to go through everything here because there's like a lot of small indie developers and stuff like that. They could be have anything. Bandai Namco was there. Um, I know they're making, I believe it's Synduality. That's that uh, mech game. Uh, so yeah. That's, maybe that, that's the game that was like originally at the State of Play last year. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know Bandai Namco's. They're making a Pac- Pac-Man game or something. I don't know. Uh, Capcom's going to be there. Um, maybe a Street Fighter Six thing because they had Street Fighter Six last year. The last two years they've had Street Fighter Six. They did. Uh, so maybe they did, but I'm not, I'm not too sure whether or not like say we're gonna see more like Street Fighter Six in like collaboration with anything like really substantial during the Summer Games Fest. I mean, granted, they've already had a lot of like advertisements for like before launch and also in terms of like the game. The game launching and everything else and stuff they've already got things set for like their season one stuff plus even for like their announcements for like their whole like uh their capcom cup series and stuff i mean yeah. if there's anything remotely capcom related it's got to be either because of like uh dragon's dogma 2 mm. potentially yeah. i could see that be being something of the sort i mean pragmata hell, like maybe that's Maybe Pragmata. I mean, we've heard nothing since it's a release trail since it's like its uh, initial conception trailer. 20, June twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah, June twenty twenty. That's the last time we Three heard of Pragmata, and we still don't know what the hell this game is. They could be going to that freaking dinosaur game. Exoprimal. You know, that that's a good point. Exoprimal. I was thinking about that for the Xbox Exoprimal. show. Exoprimal. Yeah, July fourteenth. Ex- so. Yeah. So that's probably the number one game they're going to give us the most information about because of how close it is to its launch. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I was just thinking like maybe like if we 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 have we seen any gameplay for the the season the season pass characters at all? Um, let's see, gameplay for the season pass characters. No, we've only seen the initial revealing of which characters, okay. which are mostly returning characters like Rashid. Then we have like a brand new character that kind of looks like a vampire lady and stuff. Then it's like we got, uh, I think we got another like new character as well. But then we have Akuma. That's kind of a, like an older version of like Akuma as we have seen him before. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, though, I mean, we haven't seen any type of gameplay footage of these characters. So, you know, you do have a point where we could see something six fighter, like Street Fighter 6 related, but it probably could be like the gameplay of the first character, which you know, that passed, which could be Rashid. Yeah. The character trailer from there. Yeah, it could be something like that, or it could just be... Sometimes, like, you know, they'll post, you know, it could just literally be a trailer reminding you that this game is out. Could be one of those yeah. things, too. So, um, it could be the same thing for Activision, where it's just literally a trailer for Diablo 4. Um, well, plus that character is actually supposed to be releasing fairly soon, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, he's last year he revealed one of the fighters uh, at the Summer Game Fest. So, that could be there. Um, CG Project Red, we know uh, Phantom Liberty's going to be there. Um, I kind of wonder if Konami's going to be there. No, um, there is okay. definitely beef between those two, uh, so I would okay. not. You yeah, know, uh, yeah, definitely not going to be there. Um, Disney is <laughs> uh, is on the list. Uh, the Mickey Mouse game. Yeah. Oh yeah, that Mickey Mouse game. You're right. I didn't think about that. Uh, that could be there. I was thinking. Um, I think this is like wishful thinking. They're like they announced the uh, the there's a Captain America game with uh, last year, possibly EA is supposed to be there as well. Um, mm-hmm. EA may have ooh skate. They could have potentially skate, but who knows, man? I mean, 
I know I recognize that could be a possibility, but uh, that was a conception that they were talking about when it first was like revealed that they were going to be making another skate game, like Skate Four. Yeah, or we, the hell. they've been on, like some develop developer stuff since then, though. And they've had like some betas, like very early, early, well, early, like more like alphas. So um, we could be seeing like a beta reveal I think that was for Skate Twenty that the game was revealed. So it's been. And now it's 2023. Yeah. So, but they well, they said they were gonna make it. I don't think they officially even started working on it when they announced it. So, it's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's too crazy. Uh, oh, it's probably just a, a commercial, another commercial for that Immortals of Avium game, though. Actually, now I think about it, because that's coming oh, out in July. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, Epic is gonna be there. Epic Games. I, I mean, it could be Rocket League, it could be Fortnite, for all we know. Uh, mm-hmm. Gearbox Publishing. I don't know what they're publishing. That's not. It's not Gearbox. It's a publishing partner. So, um, mm-hmm. let me see here. Oh, like Magic the Gathering's on the list. Uh, Netflix is on there. Could be Oxenfree too, maybe. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. they announced another game they're making. Niantic's gonna be there. Uh, I know they're making. Niantic mm-hmm. just announced they're making another uh, game that's like Pokemon Go, but it's not Pokemon Go, so it could be something like that. Right. Uh, Phoenix Labs. I don't know. Like that. Know that name, but I'm. Phoenix Labs is that the? Hold on a second here, sorry. Uh, I'm a whole, I'm not sure on a blank too. I I really don't remember what Phoenix Labs actually goes through and create and then puts I, out. That's the is that the people that made the? No, it's Dauntless. I'm sorry. What game was I thinking of? Oh. I'm thinking of that one game that was a PlayStation exclusive, came out a couple years ago, where it's mm. like it looks like a Disney Pixar game. Um. Oh God! So it looks like a Disney Pixar game. It was like you had like the little was... tiny dudes that you would find throughout the game. Uh, Pixar. Um, I'll be perfectly honest with you, man. I'm gonna draw a blank. With I, that. It's it's it, I got. I'm trying. I'm trying to Pixar. Looking. I I don't even know how to look. <laughs> like what the uh what to even look it up as. Uh, here it is. Uh, Kina Bridge of Spirits. That's what I was thinking. Oh, that's Who right. Who is the developer of that one? It's sorry. It's driving me nuts. I gotta know. Uh, Ember Lab. Okay, so I had the lab correct. The Phoenix Lab is, but is the other people. All right, Playon's gonna be there. That's the Bracer Group people. Okay. Uh, PlayStation's supposed to be on the list, but hmm. I don't know. Uh, what the fuck do they have coming out for PlayStation? Um, they have Spider-Man Two that's gonna be coming yeah, out. I, I, I think it's like, we've already just seen gameplay yeah, of I it. Just, I'm trying to think of like. Is there something soon that's first party that I'm not know? I think no. Um, that's a good question. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it could be something small. Could just be. Could be something PC related. Could be, yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, it's a good point. Yeah. Because they just announced. You think they would save that for, like, they had just announced Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart's coming to PC. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't put that here right. instead. Um, maybe they just have a trailer for like, hey, it's coming to PC. Um. Yeah, you're right. I, I just I don't know what the fuck they got going on. Uh, Sega's supposed to be there. Um, huh. No idea what they're doing. Hmm. That could be anything. Skies of Arcade Legends Remastered Gables. Confirmed. Could I'm confirming be. it myself. It absolutely could be. It could be that. It could be something like, say, well, because Sega owns Atlas, I mean, it could be another tease for some Persona stuff related. I mean, oh, who knows? Yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe. What was that? So I sent you that thing of... Uh, um, uh, fucking Persona well, T. The Persona, 
Yeah. I don't know if anything. I don't know if anything. I saw that last night. I don't know if anything's come out today, but I, I heard some people like guessing it could be uh, tabletop. Maybe I don't know. Um, That's I. I don't know. I mean, granted, it's something that a lot of people are guessing what it could be about. Only thing that we remember. Like Persona Five, like related stuff that's come out this year, it's that that mobile game plus the PC, like the PC. Yeah, it's, a, it's that same game and stuff that was like from mobile and also PC mm. and stuff that has some like like gotcha game gotcha. mechanics or something like that. Okay. Um, but uh, usually, if they're teasing like anything Persona related and stuff, it's going to be some sort of a game announcement. But I'm not sure. What was the uh, 2D Sonic game everybody loved? Oh, is that Sonic Adventure? No, the the two D one that, that ah. came out like twenty seventeen. That was made by the okay Sonic, Sonic Mania. Mania. What if it's Sonic Mania two? Oh man, that'd be excellent. I mean, get Christian Whitehead involved in stuff, the creation of the things and stuff, and actually, you know, <laughs> put him in charge and just yeah. make some crazy ass levels. I mean, I I'd be all up for it. I love that. Yeah, Sonic Mania. It's like, hey, everybody thinks we made a good Sonic game for the first time in twenty five years. Should we? Make another one? Nah, it's crazy. Let's keep making 3D games. And just make it a styling of Sonic the Hedgehog too. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I don't know. Yeah, I guess say that could be anything. Um, could be. What, did they? Oh, I'm trying to think of Fantasy Star Online. I don't fucking know. Uh, Fantasy Star remember, Online. <laughs> remember, like four years ago, they announced that was coming to Xbox, and we haven't heard anything since. Um. Square Enix is supposed to oh, be there? Uh, okay, Square Enix is supposed to be there. I mean, there's definitely a couple things they could potentially show the games fest. Oh, that's the demo we were just talking Obviously, about. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Uh, that could just be, I think, um, I think it's a demo. There is one thing I could think of that Square Enix could potentially okay. showcase, and it has something to do a long while ago with the NVIDIA leak. Nine? Final Fantasy Nine remastered. What about Tactics? It could also be Tactics as well. I mean, I'm hearing rumblings, like reading and hearing a lot of the different rumors, though, that uh, there is valid. There is definitely a valid thing to where there could be an eventual showing of the Final Fantasy IX remake or yeah. the Final Fantasy Tactics remake. Yeah, I think at this point we know those are real because, like, that NVIDIA leak has pretty much almost 100% mm -hmm. at this point been true. Like, more and more things over the years have just come out. This thing is real. It's kind of like that Walmart Canada leak going into yeah. I think, the 2018 uh, E3 where like 20 games got leaked. And then uh, pretty much all of them that like two weeks later at E3 were revealed. So, uh, yep. yeah, you, that's a good point. Yeah, that would be a that, that would be a good get for. If uh, we know that these games are real because it's NVIDIA leak, then, of course, this could be an excellent poem, an excellent spot to where they could unveil it in the middle of the summer's games fest and stuff yeah. and get people overly excited for the next year. Yeah. Uh, I do wonder though, if maybe they're like, just want to promote 16 until, and then maybe wait, you know, cause like they already have rebirth coming. Uh, they said this week that it's, it's coming along fine and they're just nice. trying to pinpoint a date. So uh, oh, honestly, Gable selfishly uh, for my game of the year, uh, top 10 list, I just kind of want to put it out 2024 because <laughs> I don't, this game's hard enough. This year's hard enough as it is. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need this on top of it. Uh, this coming so out. Many like, good games so far this first six months of the year. It's been absolutely insane. Yeah. And this, 
Ben portion this year is kind of looking like the same thing as well is going on, you know, give or take what else gets yeah. unveiled. Yeah. The second half of the year is already looking pretty good. So, uh, you know, we could take it easy. We don't need to add any more. So you can put it out January 1st. I'm told that'd be great for me. Uh, but yeah, yeah we can just put that. Just please actually do that for me. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's probably going to be that, that 16 demo most likely. Yeah. But if, if I had to make, if I had to make a bet on one thing, I think that's probably it. Um, Techland's going to be there. I think I'm pretty sure that's just going to be Dying Light 2. Yeah. Uh, probably some updates for that. Uh, Ubisoft will be there. Mm. Um, fuck me, Ubisoft will be there. Skull, Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones, yeah. Uh, could just be yeah. another Mirage trailer, honestly. Yeah, most likely it's Assassin's Creed Mirage. I mean, they're going to tout this thing as being, oh, it's a return to form, classic Assassin's Creed. Yeah, like a lot of these like these studios that are doing their own thing are like Square Enix, who is tied to PlayStation in a lot of these announcements. Like, I tend to lean like towards like the least, ex- like not only the least exciting, but the most like plausible uh, announcement. Because like, you know, because I think like the big huge things I'll probably want to save for like their own or for, you know, like, you know, Square Enix, like, you know, they have a pretty, seems like they have a pretty good partnership with them, uh, with PlayStation. So they probably want to save those big ones for them. Uh, so I think Ubisoft, it, it'll yeah, probably just be like a Mirage thing, maybe. Uh, maybe they get some like pre-order thing for all we fucking know. Um, what was the two for the first game? Was it Desmond? No. Uh, Desmond yeah, was from was Assassin's Creed. No, that's Assassin's Creed. Not- Assassin's Creed um, One was Altair, but yeah, it's like. Well, I'm thinking of the the dude from the com- the modern day that was Desmond. Oh yeah, modern day was Desmond. What was yeah, the Assassin's dude from Watch Watchdogs? Man, he had like the most bland name of all time. Oh god, I, mean, I didn't even remember the dude's name from the original Watchdogs because like you said. Aiden Pierce. Oh, Aiden Pierce. Goddamn. Aiden Pierce is gonna be in Assassin's Creed Mirage. <laughs> it's still crazy to me that like they put out assess or uh, watchdog legion and they thought a great dlc would just be adding aiden pierce to that game oh, like, here's the most bland boring character the most generic chicago one ever um and you can take him out <laughs> yeah yeah uh war brothers is going to be there which i'm assuming that's just mortal kombat one yep uh xbox will also be there so I feel like something I, I could see like Ubisoft and Xbox though also because they have their own thing coming up in a few days later after this. Uh, yeah. That maybe they uh, um, they could show something off here, and then like, I always thought about like usually at E3s we would always, almost every year we would see like something happen like you know EA like I said last week EA reveals Anthem at mm. their showcase and hey tomorrow watch the Xbox showcase we'll show you gameplay. I can see something like that, maybe more like so. There's, there's some uh, uh, synergy here where they like show something here. It's like, hey, watch our showcase in a few days, and we'll with more information on that thing. So. Oh yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah. I'll tell you something that we probably wouldn't see from Microsoft here in Summer's Games Fest. Anything Red like Fall Legacy? Two? What? Redfall two. <laughs> no, nothing. Oh my god, that'd be so hilarious. But. No, we're not going to see anything like, say, Legacy-related. We're not going to see, like, a Banjo-Kazooie. We're not going to see, like, a Killer Instinct or something, like, Rare-related, unless it has something to do with Sea of Thieves. But, oh, yeah, uh, Thieves, yeah. yeah, that's just the thing, though. I mean, what we will probably most likely see at a Summer's Games Fest is, like, maybe a little bit of updates from, like, 
certain content of some of the games that they've already like released this year, <laughs> even though. Even though that would be kind of also funny as hell too. Like just just think about that they released Redfall right, and it's like you had to believe that they had it probably something planned in regards to Summer's Games Fest to where it's like okay here's the DLC content here's what you're gonna go through here the next info like the next upgrade you know the next like yeah. season pass stuff. But uh, Pirates of the Caribbean two, come to see these. They could tease Perfect Dark though. I mean that would be oh, that they I mean Xbox has always done a has has had up last year they did not but they've always shown some good shit at the uh um with with Jeff Keighley like they've had um they revealed the Series X there they revealed Halo yes. or Halo Hellblade 2 there they yes. showed gameplay for uh for Hellblade 2 there they've shown mm-hmm. they revealed Perfect Dark at, with with him so um they've got a good relationship so like well, Nintendo, Nintendo's on this list but Nintendo, like, I don't know, ever since Reggie retired, um, they... They really uh, haven't had anything, like, concrete. It's been, like, trailers. Um, It's been trailers, like the the Smash, the Sephiroth trailer from 2020. But that was before, I mean, that that was, like, the year he retired. I'm I'm talking about, like, like ads for, like, uh, the Mario Strikers game. I remember last year, they they had an ad for Mario Strikers, and that was all they had for Summer Game Fest. Yeah. Um, So, like... I could see them maybe them, but Nintendo's on the list, so. Dude, I'm not gonna expect much from Nintendo from Summer's Games Fest. I mean, no. they'll probably have an advertisement for Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and that's everybody. It. Everybody's one two switch. Oh fuck, dude. <laughs> what if what if this is actually this is actually all a Ponzi scheme to get us to watch this thing for two hours, and it's just a uh, horse uh, playing. We're all playing a game with horse from everybody. Oh jeez. Could you just imagine, like, the Summer's Games Fest or something like that? Just It goes on and stuff, and after that two-hour period, it just zooms out, and you see, like, you see, ev- like, every bit of the, the Summer's Games Fest stuff. It's just like this big old globe and stuff, and you have that freaking horse guy. It's on the horse mask and stuff like that. You're in the world of everyone's one-two switch. <laughs> yeah, what if we find out that somehow this whole show is actually a, just a, a thing, an advertisement for everybody's one-two switch? And at the end of this press conference, the horse takes the he- the horse head off. This whole time, it was, uh-huh. H- it was Hideo Kojima. <laughs> it was Death Training 2 all along. Everybody's 1-2 switch is actually... The 1-2 is actually... It all forms together and somehow maneuvers around. It's all like... what What's what's the, like an acronym? Not an acronym, but like we can move the words around. Uh... For Death Stranding 2. Dude, I think that'd be absolutely hilarious. That uh, I wouldn't be mad. Oh, God. We all took they the blue just, pill. In order to try to get the game, those games like ported onto the freaking device, it's like, oh, hey, we're just going to call it everybody's 1 2 Switch, and they just power it on. It's like, what? Death Stranding? What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, I remember like uh, <laughs> way years ago when the, the Blu ray for Fight Club came out. And yeah. You put the Blu ray in. The first thirty seconds, uh, you remember like how uh, like our um, like DVDs and Blu-rays have like main menus, mm-hmm. and it'd usually be like a little song or something that was like a little lead-in thing to them. Yeah. So the first thirty seconds of the Fight Club Blu-ray was actually the main screen from uh, Never Been Kissed from Drew Barrymore, <laughs> 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 and it was like this thirty-second loop of like that main menu. You're like, wait, what the fuck? And nothing works, and then it switches over to Fight Club. Like I could just see Kojima, 
like I am like maybe one of like twelve people that remember that because I was like one of like the, probably the few hundred that bought that Blu-ray of Fight Club <laughs> and that remembers that. So maybe like he's one of like maybe you and I are the same in that way. We're like only you and I know that joke. And it's good. It's gonna be a joke for two, and I'm gonna love it. And that's what I'm saying. Oh God. What do you oh. think the odds are of? I mean, honestly, what do you think the odds are of percentage-wise of Hideo showing up at this press conference with something? Hmm. Well, let's see. It's Jeff Keighley's run thing. I would say a 60% chance. Oh, okay. I, I, mean, I think it's a little bit higher than what some normal people would probably believe. But so more likely than not. It's more likely than not that we'll see something from Hideo Kojima. Okay. And I would suspect it's more information on Death Stranding 2. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, we know he's making the cloud game for Xbox. Yeah. Death Stranding 2 for uh, PlayStation. He's making that, that smaller horror game that leaked... Uh-huh. last year so maybe we get that and we haven't we get... seen anything in regards to that yet so that well, could we, potentially be we've seen some but it was that weird reflection of that dude that was shirtless oh, yeah. the gameplay off his, off his laptop so uh-huh. uh, <laughs> we've got that uh never forget that gables um yeah but i, I think that thing is gonna wrap it up for, for that summer game fest stuff there but I, i'm super i i am excited for this like not like it is not like nintendo direct um i'm not I, honestly i think I'm, I'm even more hyped in ways for the ubisoft one just because we have a we we kind of know what can be there and you know maybe some fun announcements that could come out of it. So, um, you know it's kind of like uh the Summer Game Fest is a mystery box, um so uh, we don't know what's gonna be there. Uh, but uh yeah like but if you want you know like I said at the top of the show if you want some more predictions Gables and I will be doing that for Xbox and Ubisoft. Come back, excuse me later this week uh, and we will be so subscribe all that stuff and uh, we'll have more for that. But um, let's get into any other news. Oh yeah, well, we got some other news this week. Some some quick stuff here we can run through Gables. Yeah. Uh, so some we had some stuff here. Uh, Redfall. Um, there were some we found out through uh, Jason Schreier. There's some there's a lot of development issues where the the basically the team was kind of like the the heads of this uh, uh Arcane Austin. Uh, basically just kind of forced the, the, like they wanted like hey we're gonna make a multiplayer game. Uh, with with arcane uh gameplay and the when the, when uh bethesda was bought by xbox uh or by microsoft they were hoping the game would get canceled and xbox n- noticed like could kind of tell that nobody was really passionate about this game so it was, it was kind of one of those games that was kinda, like kind of dead on arrival uh and unfortunately about three quarters of the staff that was there uh before the game was put in development is now gone so mm. um I feel bad for Arcane Austin because uh, that team, that studio has had, it's it's the uh, redheaded stepchild of Bethesda. I could say that you can't. Uh, uh, so <laughs> because like you look at like Prey, like that game came out, um, Bethesda forced them to use the name. That name they didn't want to. Uh, the game was they made them put the game out too early, and the game came out. Game came out. It did not review well because it was super buggy. Uh, but you know over time they actually patched a lot. And I remember I played it at launch, and like I just did not enjoy the game a lot, mostly because of the bugs. Um, and the game was advertised as something completely different than what it was. Uh, they tried to make it more more like a an action game than it's more of a I don't know, just like a suspenseful kind of horror game in a way. Uh, I'd say it's closer to like a Half Life than it is like an action game. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I feel bad for them. And then like you know, I had to put the game out, and then now you know this game. So. Uh, Rough, rough go there. There's been some rumblings. I don't know, take this forth, you will, that there will be another PlayStation 
thing this year, whether it's a showcase or a state of play. We don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if it's a state of play. I would almost guarantee it's a state of play this year. Um, but yeah. as far as like a showcase, who knows? Um, AEW Fight Forever finally has release date Gables. It's June 29th, yeah. coming up soon. I'm super pumped for this game. Um, I, you know, like, you know, I, I, I'm not like expecting like, you know, a 90 on like fan, on a, on our open critic or something like that. This is a game I fully expect to like be like in the seventies, but honestly, that's all I really want. I just want this game to come out. It works well and it's just fun to play. What about you, Gills? Yeah, that's exactly my thoughts and feelings about it. I want this game to be good and I want to actually go in and play and have a fun time doing so, you know, because this is the type of arcade style of wrestling game I've been waiting to pretty much try out ever since, uh, Ever since the days of the N64, yeah. and obviously ever since the days of the... I used to play games on the GameCube and the PS2, like, say, with Def Jam and stuff. Oh, and like, yeah. Oh, Def God. Jam. Yeah, the Def Jam yeah. and, like, Def Jam, Def Jam 5 for New York. Those Great. games were not initially supposed to be, like, wrestling games, but they were at their yeah. core. Especially the first yeah. one. The second one was more of a fighting yes. game. Oh, my but... God, Yes. The thing about the Aki Corporation back then, it's like they had great games that they made for the N64, like not just for like say New Japan, no, yeah, like New Japan stuff, Fire Pro Wrestling stuff, pretty much over like in Japan. Then like here, it's like WCW, like WWF stuff for like uh, World Tour and like WCW and W Revenge, WrestleMania 2000, like No Mercy. No Mercy is the game that's still relatively, it's still coveted to this day because people love to use like just mod the game to make their own type of stuff and then now we have wrestling games in this current year that are still trying to imitate and still trying to perfect what initially what Aki Corporation did when developing No Mercy and seeing how AEW Fight Forever takes a lot of cues from No Mercy a lot of like uh, homages to that thing as well as like other types of wrestling games I'm excited to see how this game will perform I'm definitely going to be interested in seeing if this game's going to spark enough interest to get people that, you know, like say if they just got off like finishing up like Tears of the Kingdom or if they're getting kind of tired of like Street Fighter yeah. 6 and they're wrestling fans, see if they want to dive in and try to play this. But I'm mostly fascinated to see if like AEW Fight Forever is going to take people away from like playing the, you know, the latest WWE yeah. like uh, 2K game and stuff because that one actually actually got some decent scores and actually is a solid game from from a lot of people that uh, i've watched youtube videos of plus reading some bits of the reviews itself so how it's going to differentiate itself from that release and stuff is going to be the most interesting thing because at the end of the day i want a strong wrestling game competition between the two brands here but i definitely would love it if AEW Five Forever is just one of those wrestling games where you are playing it years from now. You're not just playing it once from like this whole initial set of the year and just forget about it on the back. Yeah, corner. yeah, like definitely, like that's like, um, you know, I grew up. I was more of like I love No Mercy, but I was like definitely more of like a WF SmackDown, which was kind of like kind of the same thing about PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then like oh, yeah, SmackDown yeah. too. That and then like fun. Day of the Day of Reckoning games on GameCube. Love those games. Uh, I've not yeah. been a big fan of the the 2K ones they've been putting out for really the last like 12, 15 years because it, it became more of a simulation than an arcadey. Um, I felt like um, you know, it's kind of like oh, absolutely. Yeah, this like this feels like the uh, almost like the NFL Blitz 
uh, of like, you know, like kind of like what that is for our NFL street for like what that was for like NFL games or, you know, NBA street, kind of like that. This is like the more arcadey fun version, like wild shit. Um, did you see the shit you could do with the skateboard in this game? Gables? <laughs> I know. Right. You could actually write. Yeah. Like people were doing like fucking do flips from the floor into the ring. Uh, it's fucking wild. Uh, I think that I'm, 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 I'm super hopeful. I, as long as the game just runs well, like it's graphically, it does not look super impressive at all. Uh, it looks fine. Like it looks good, but it's not like um, nowhere near like modern day graphics. But like that is not what I want for this game. Dude. So um, yeah, I'll tell you what. You just gave me like an idea. You know, what if you make a creative character and he just skates to the ring, or like even if you're playing as Darby Allen and stuff, you're skating towards the ring and stuff, and like say your opponent's like flat out like on his back or something, just do it. Like a 360 kick flip over the ring and something land on someone's nuts. Oh my nuts. god, great! Yeah, that'd be that'd be, <laughs> that'd be an awesome like set that up as your finisher. Fuck yeah, I'm in for that. Um, set it up as your finisher, just crash them through the tables. Like, yeah, uh, I'm 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 super pumped for this game. I'm waiting forever, uh, and I'm happy to finally play it. Um, Alone in the Dark is coming October 25th. Uh, oh, I thought I thought the let's show some gameplay for that. Actually, looks pretty good. Um, it's just uh, it is uh, sixty dollars, so. Um, take that for what you will. Uh, PSVR 2 is actually sold 600,000 uh, units in the first six weeks. It's actually outpaced PSVR 1. I don't know what to do with information, uh, but that's what they put out there. Uh, we will wait and see Gables for that. And then last but not least here, John Wick uh, has a game in development. No idea who's making it or anything like that. Um, I was just really disappointed with the last one that came out. Uh, X. Yeah, it, it's like it's not a bad game, but it's like a, it is a more of a uh not rts kind of like uh what the f- i don't know turn-based kind of game where like but you got the grid the grid-based fighting kind of game more like yeah excuse me more like that than i'm like um just i've said forever just whoever made max Payne 3 um actually that's rockstar that's rockstar Fuck, dude <laughs> you're right god damn it max <laughs> and max Payne 1 and 2 are remedy they're all busy yep Fuck, i'm fucked Cause I would just love it if they just like that crew just made a John Wick game. Cause that's basically what John Wick is. It's just Max Payne, uh, minus the 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 devils and demons and all that shit. Uh, but yeah, um, God damn it, Gables, you're right. I'm never gonna get the game I want. <laughs> that is like the the match made in heaven game for me. Uh, but I don't know. There's someone's making a John Wick game. I hope it's just good. Um, and just just rip off that. I'd be happy. Let's uh, let's get into what we've been playing. Gables, uh, you I haven't done much, so it's mm-hmm. cool with you if I go first. Yeah, right, go ahead. Um, I've been playing more Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, you know, I played a, a bunch on. You know, we talked last Saturday about it. I was like a little over forty hours in, and I just completed the first uh area up in uh, Rito Village. Uh, I played a bunch Sunday and Monday, and I played for like an hour maybe today um i did finish up uh i'm a little i'm a little over 50 hours in now um yeah i did finish the death mountain area um and okay. then i finished up the zora Zor, zora's domain sorry uh, i did i did finish okay. that up and i'm in the Groot gerudo no not Groot. yeah gerudo, gerudo. thank you yeah i'm literally there um i was in a cutscene for uh, that 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 was starting that area, and then I got the phone call, and uh, I have no idea if the cutscene is even like even went through. I literally just turned the TV off and I left. 
Uh, so I have no idea what's going on. Uh, so that's that's where I'm at. Um, I did. I'm now. I've done like 60 Koroks. Uh, I'm in the mid 60s for uh, um, shrines. Uh, right now I'm just okay. focusing on like I'm trying to get a third wheel of stamina. I need one more shrine to get the third wheel of stamina uh, filled up. Um, right. And then like I've got a bunch. Of, and the rest has been like I think I've got like 11 or 12 hearts because you get a heart every time you finish an area of like the the main like the the four but it was a phenomenon or whatever. Uh, yes. Yeah. What else? There? I um I got my um my all my like my clothing I, I, I use like my main thing I'm like my thing I'm working on I'm I got like uh, not the top one like level four I think I'm on like level three and all those so, like I think I'm at thirty two now for my 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 defense uh, so pretty good like when I get hit uh, you know obviously you fight some of the bigger enemies that they're gonna fuck you up uh, but you know like when you're fighting regular enemies it doesn't do as much damage. Um, I really, I think the music in this game is phenomenal. Uh, I talked about last week when my my eyes welled up fighting the boss at the uh, at the end of the Rito Village thing. Uh, I thought that music was fantastic. I think the music is good throughout, but man, they just go up like ten notches in this story part. Mm-hmm. So if you're like someone that's like not doing that, like if you're not planning on doing any of that, and like you're just gonna like eventually beat the game without doing that, the best parts of this game, I. I I always my always my feeling was like my biggest issue with Breath of the Wild was like the the main like all of the uh, um, guardians and going to all the divine beasts was like the worst part of that game. I thought I just thought those they weren't very good. The boss fights were just kind of the same boss fights over again. The the area you're in wasn't very fun to do, um, and they like like I said this game just feels like they just they did a great great job of like they they built upon the things that people loved about the first game of like just exploring right. and uh, of the world and all that. But like the, the biggest pain points, the biggest things that people didn't like, they fix like for like people like me, they fixed all like pretty much all of those issues or made them a lot less painful. Like now they're just like a minor, minor, yeah. minor, minor gripes instead of like, you know, you know, big enough gripes that like, you know, uh, not to like make me hate the game, but like enough to like, like I love the game, but like I can see it's great, but it's like it didn't like I didn't love it in the way that other people did, kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, like I, I I think the music is phenomenal in those parts. Uh, I thought that boss fight in uh, in Death Mountain was awesome. Uh, I will say the the boss fight in Zoro's Domain um, was the first time where I'm like I was like getting frustrated with the way the game was running. Like there's always been there's been like frame drops here mm. and there throughout the game where like a lot of shit's going on. Right. But that last right. boss that boss fight in Zoro's Domain ran like shit. Uh I don't want to spoil it, but a lot of things are happening on the screen in that fight. Uh and it just kills the frame rate. Uh so uh I was that was a that was a very uh frustrating boss fight. Uh just because of the frame rate. Like it's a boss fight where like the the I was never in any danger of dying. Uh but I was just frustrated because like I could not do the thing I needed to do because it ran so poorly. Uh, so that was the first time in like, you know, 50 plus hours. So like I said, minor grapes here. Like at this point, like I, you know, like it, it's, it was, it's frustrating enough to mention, but it's not like get a kill this game for me. Uh, but I will, I, I will say that for me, but like I just got the death mount or the Grudo village part um, working on that. Um, 
and I'm hoping to uh, get it finished up before Final Fantasy 16. That's kind of my goal at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, no idea how much longer it's going to take me. What's going to there? Because like, you know, I played today for a little bit, and I was like, I'm going to just go straight there. I, I literally Monday night, uh, last time I played, uh, I beat Zero's Domain, and I turned the game off. And then I like I booted up this morning. I was like, all right, I'm gonna focus on Gruta Village. And on the way there, I ended up finding like three or four other things. I, I got, beat a couple shrines. I got in a fight with the big dude. I accidentally found the temple uh, that's like that you're supposed to go to at the end of this thing. I'm assuming because like the th- the gate is there, uh, but it won't let you enter. So I'm like, okay. So I, I beat the shrine where that is. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's here. So I, I like now I can like once I eventually have to once I eventually do all this stuff I have to do to get to that part. Like, I could just go there now. Uh, so, I thought it was kind of funny. I found that before I was supposed to. Uh, but then, <laughs> which wasn't, it's not a design flaw. It's just that there's something you can do in the game. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've done I've done that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I love this game. Uh, it's, one of the, it's one of the best games of all time. No no, no doubt about it. Uh, but, yeah, that's why I'm playing Gables. What about you? Well, I have been playing more of Tears of the Kingdom. I did when... When initially I was talking with you last time here, I was I got to the point where I was at the Wind Temple alongside of, uh, yeah, with like uh, the little Rito kid and stuff. And yeah, I did clear out the Wind Temple. It definitely was pretty much an interesting change of pace because throughout that whole entirety of that temple and stuff, you're trying to power on the little turbines and stuff with his wind ability and all this other stuff. So after initially I did that, it took me a little bit to, to find the last two because they were kind of hidden well, mm-hmm. and I had to check out my map and try to navigate things around a little bit differently on this main pad. But once I got everything else all set into place and stuff, that boss battle, that boss battle was actually kind of a little bit more difficult than I thought it was going to be because when you're initially set off into the boss battle, when it initially like starts happening, you're in the sky, right? And like this monster is like literally like right in front of you and stuff. It'll zoom like right towards you. And you have the option to dive and stuff to try to get down lower. But when I started doing that initially, I realized there was these little orbs and stuff that look like I could shoot. And so once I got to that point, I froze in mid air, like right almost underneath them, almost dead center. I was able to take out, uh, like uh, at least one of his orbs and some at a time. I ended up having to replay this boss battle, I think, a couple different times because I kept dying because, well, mistiming, I'd run out of arrows. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So you were hitting with arrows? Yeah. Yes, I was. I, this is funny. I didn't shoot him with a single arrow. You want to you know how I beat him? I just dove him? through his weak points. You dove yeah, through so his weak points? Yeah, so you hit the R points. button, you can dive. I would just, right uh-huh. before I, I get there, I would dive through his weak points and it would destroy him. I, oh my god, I didn't even <laughs> yeah, know you could do that. I didn't that. know you could shoot him with arrows. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> what's hilarious about it, what's hilarious about it is the boss battle starts, right? And then I go, I dive down, I go in midair and I just like started shooting the arrows. I equipped on the fire fruit with the arrows and so I was able to do like I eventually ended up, like, breaking down his shield because if you shoot him with regular arrows, it takes, like, two of them to take out his main ice shield for this one thing. So, with the fire fruit, Wait, it's, like, you can destroy shot, the ice shield? It breaks off the ice. I had no idea yes. you could do that. Those three portions. <laughs> I had no idea. Those three portions, Tyler, they're covered <laughs> yeah. in, like, uh, little things of ice. So, you equip an ice, like, a fire element into it. You go and you 
take out the initial point, and then you shoot him with the arrow again, and that breaks that initial thing. So that's why I started, I had to repeat the boss battle a couple different times, because I kept running out of arrows. What's funny, the last time, the when I finally beat him, I did initially run out of arrows, but I was like at the the one last hit before he was dying, and so I had to travel all the way back down onto the initial ship, and then I noticed out of the corner of my eye, there was a frozen patch, and I freaking was able to burn this thing, and it had a freaking chest of arrows, and I fucking caught that, and I killed the boss. So, (laughs) I would... If you don't destroy the shield, he shoots all the spikes out at you. So, I would just, just, like, avoided them as I was gliding down, and then once they all went by me, I would die through his weak point. Oh, I see. That's so fucking cool. I had no idea that any of this that you could do that. The fact that you had an entirely different experience with this boss battle than I did, because I thought it was rather obvious that, like, you see these little things underneath there, and you're like, oh, okay, I can shoot at those things. I'm going to see that. But no, you you just don't. I just don't. I was like, I just like, okay. Like, I just assumed that was the way. That's so fucking funny. Oh, my gosh. Have you done the Death Mountain yet once? The Death Mountain. I haven't gotten to Death Mountain. No, I spent my entire last couple of uh, days playing Tears of the Kingdom with its... Uh... There was a couple of things I wanted to set forth. One was finishing up the initial Wind Temple and getting the ability, that his that Avatar yes. ability and stuff. And you're right, though. That song that plays at the end of that temple, <sighs> that's the remix version of, like, Dragon Roost Is Island Is it? Okay, stuff so I was right. Wind that's Waker. awesome. Okay, cool. I sw- yeah, I remember that song fairly well. But uh, I wanted to try to fight Hestu, right? And I went to that initial area, yeah. right? He wasn't there. And so I checked YouTube videos. I checked everything else. Like, what's going on? It's like, until one of them mentions, like, sometimes he'll spawn in a different location or something based upon certain conditions you've already oh. done. So I never faced, I never went through and faced those trees and stuff when you first initially encounter him yeah. in the forest he was already inside the of lookout landing lookout okay. landing that's yeah. cool so i traveled lookout landing i did invest my korok seeds i expanded some bit of my inventory stuff so i'm was happy with that but then there was another secret that i re- that i found out and it was at lookout landing so when i went look yeah. down no, i know what you're talking about there is a side quest okay basically the lady inside there was sweeping so hard that she broke an initial wall covering like a secret door. So I go through there and uh, it allows you to go forth and then it has the things where you have like uh, pieces of weapons and stuff like the rusty broadsword or something like that equipped it onto a rock. You use it with a rock, break through that initial patch. Then you come across this, this statue that looks like the reverse of like mm-hmm. one of the prayer angels. But instead, it's an interesting statue to where if you pray to it it'll allow you to swift like switch the heart and the stamina stuff give or yeah. take the first time it'll be like a free type of thing you know like it'll take away one of your hearts or something like that but once you continue on with another like conversation stuff you'll actually like uh, not only get that same heart back and stuff but it's a specific type of cost in order to switch between things so for example if you were doing doing something to where if you need a certain requirement for like your stamina or your hearts or something, if you have a lot of one, you could switch it basically to that next one based upon like say a hundred rupees or something like that, or 120. Yeah. If you want the same things back, I kind of like that aspect of it. Cause it, it, it gives more 
of a challenge for those that want to do a speed run of, like, say, just doing the three heart challenge and stuff, and then like switching things up when they have to get through a certain point of the game, yeah. and then do that back and whatsoever. But uh, yeah, I went through Hestu, went through the friggin' Wind Temple. I also finished a couple more shrines and stuff, but uh, dude, it's been mostly just exploring. Dude, I want to go through and I want to explore. I wanted to try to get more of that stuff done. And stuff, yeah. You know, and uh, that's mainly what I have been doing for two I, I do want to say real fast before we move on, though. What? So for the, I, I can't wait to hear what you do with the Death Mountain uh, Temple. Okay. Because I. <laughs> there's a way you're supposed to do this. Uh, uh And I just used long bridges for this entire fucking area. And I totally just like flew through this whole section that you're supposed to do in the Death Mountain Temple. Okay. I can't wait for you to play that part because I can't wait to talk to you about it because it was so fucking. Once I learned, I'm like, wait, this is just way fucking easier. (laughs) So I just did that. Uh, But yeah, that's that's, (laughs) God. This game is this game is so cool. I can't believe the way we just fought the like that first boss area. That's awesome. But go ahead. Yeah, that's yeah. that's just the thing, man. It's like when you're going through a game, especially a Zelda game in the past and stuff. I mean, you're gonna go through like the initial say, like the the way that the developers intended you to go through yeah. that. I mean, you're not going to experiment or do something incredibly crazy or something. But through through Tears of the Kingdom here, you had a different experience of fighting that boss than I did. I used arrows. You used your dive attack. Yeah. <laughs> and we pretty much came yeah. across the same. You used arrows. I used my head literally. I <laughs> just rammed it right through a fucking <laughs> flying creature. But uh, yeah, I'm still happy about it. I know I'm going to be tackling that the Goron section fairly soon. But other than that, though, I've been playing Street Fighter Six. I decided to get it on the launch day of it. I actually bought the game and installed it like an hour before the game launched on PS5. So for the West Coast, it was already like 9 o'clock. So I had a chance to play it before release. West Coast, West Coast. <laughs> but, uh, oh my gosh, let me tell you something. This game is really, this game is fucking smooth. I mean, the controls of it, the online play of it is relatively interesting. It's relatively interesting because it's like because of the rollback netcode and everything else that's a that is along with it. Even if someone likes is using like a Wi-Fi connection, you're not gonna get too much issues with it unless they're like extremely far away, right? But uh, I had a chance to play a few matches online. Didn't have really too much any issues. Like maybe a little hiccup here or there in in like one or one or two rounds or some of like. Uh, three different matches or something, but nothing like readily, like, not like uh, groundbreaking or like crazy, you know, but uh, what I'm really liking though, I'm liking the world tour mode, that single player mode. It is basically like an, a role playing, like fighting game to where you're going along this, like this open world, sort of like a thing, like saying the Yakuza game to where you're going, you're fighting different people. You're, encountering the different like uh story elements and stuff you can actually go up to random people and stuff you can choose to either okay you can request to fight them or you can go and just do like a like a shoryuken or like a freaking spinning bird kick and just knocking them on their ass or something like that but you earn all sorts of experience and money and all sorts of these points you're constantly leveling up because you're getting so much so much battle experience that there will be times if you have met specific street fighters and were able to like learn their arts and stuff 
then yeah, you're able to go forth and like learn a bit of their abilities and like it's you can actually build up like social relations with them too. So it's sort of like a cue from like the persona stuff to where that's just initially of that stuff. But uh, yeah, if you could just talk to you for a minute, Tyler, I'll be right back. All right, give us that walk away. But oh, man, so we'll go, let's go back to tears, tears of Kingdom for a second. That is so cool. Um, that the, just the way that we handle those boss fights. Um, I will say though, I, I spent a few hours in the depths that everybody's talking about. Um, and I'm not blown away by them. I, mean, I gotta admit, um, I, I just like it's dark, it's spooky, it's spooky, like there's a lot of fights down there, but it did not blow me away like I was expecting. Um, and I was done, like I said, I spent a few hours down there. I'm like, eh, and I, I kind of just left. Um, just having a great time, like messing with the Sky Islands um, and the, the main, main area itself. Um, you know, I've talked about, I've done, I've done all the towers. Um, I got those a long time ago. I did all the tower. I spent like 40, like I said, I spent over 40 hours in this game before I even started the uh, the main quest area. Um, I, I, I love the story. I love where it's going with like this whole idea of like, where is Zelda? And like, all the weird shit that comes along with it, uh, but yeah, just a, just a man, what a phenomenal game. I I can't not think of this game as a game of the year. But Gables is back, so yep. Gables, continue on. But <laughs> well, like I was saying, man, world tour mode is really interesting. You're starting off as like a uh, a rookie fighter and stuff, battling your way through, learning a whole bunch of different things from the various street fighters, using their styles leveling up abilities, learning all these various moves. And what's really interesting, though, it's also wedged in the middle of, like, uh, you compete, like, against, like, a, this this evil organization and stuff like that. Plus, there's the Mad Gear Gang, that uh, remnants of that old uh, enemy force or something from the original Final Fight. So you have, like, remnants of that gang and stuff and a couple other different, like, gangs or something inside this game that you're fighting against and stuff to level up and do this other stuff. There are other types of collectibles that you can go forth and collect, you know, like little bits of inventory, little bits of like soda cans and stuff to increase, like, you know, to replenish your health or this or that. I mean, granted, there are some things that are kind of bare bone with it, but yet it's really fun just to pick a fight or something and then just like finish them off in the span of like maybe not even like a minute or something and then go on to the next. It's not like a, it's not really much of a grind. It's more like, uh, it's it introduces enough things to where you're more engaged in wanting to tackle it. Like for example, I'm in Metro City and stuff starting off, but then I can go to a place like say Brazil to go say talk with Blanca or something like that and try to like it's uh, like do his initial like uh, intro sequence of stuff and learn his fighting style, or I can go to England and stuff and maybe like fight against Jury or something like that because of another story plot element or something, or even go off to, uh, oh God, Jamaica and stuff, and just like dance with DJ and stuff like that and learn his styling. I, it, it's just crazy bonkers, and it's the it's the stupid type of funny that makes this game much, much more enjoyable, because the creative character that I made, it's like, he's basically like a gigantic triangle dude to where he's like just like the top heavy and stuff, and all of a sudden his, his waist and everything else, he's like just tiny like nubs. So when he's just like running about and just doing spinning bird kicks, it's just really funny because you have this dude like with Popeye arms and stuff like that, like skinny, like small hands and all this other stuff, just kind of look like this or something. But he's like literally doing like, like this strong uh, stuff. <laughs> yeah, but essentially, man. 
but some of the most fun I've had with this game so far has been experimenting with specific characters I'm familiar with. For example, Ryu. I love playing as Ryu. He has a bunch of other new stuff added on to him, other than his Hadouken, his Shoryuken and stuff. But uh, he has a couple more setups and stuff that you can lead into that makes it a little bit much... That makes it a little bit more complex for him, you know, in terms of uh, building on, like, combos and stuff. I did try his combo trial stuff. I I went into the intermediate stage. I'm actually... I think I'm at the last bit of the intermediate stage before I get into the hard combo stuff that the developers intended you to try to try out with to try to get more familiar with him. But... I'm now more familiar with uh, how to parry stuff, how to do, like, the whole, like, super, like, counter stuff. The drive cancel stuff is kind of interesting because it's almost like with Street Fighter 4 where you basically held two buttons and then just try to tap the... You basically try to use this, like, this focus cancel thing that, and then try to cancel that in Street Fighter 4. It's sort of similar to what the drive cancel is here for street fighter six to where you just basically hold a couple buttons. You just tap the run button and then you can, you have this green little hue or something that'll pop on. And then you can just try to combo into a couple different moves and stuff. So the setups can be really engaging when you're trying to experiment with, okay, this will work like this. So what happens if I do like this, this over the top, like uppercut or something and combo into this, you know, it's the game does a better job of explaining how to play as these particular fighters. It also does a better job of keeping track of, okay, what are the inputs I'm doing wrong? And so I'm like, I'm not executing a combo like I should. You have the options to, to tailor make it to where you'll know how long a charge goes, like how, what type of button inputs you're going to go forth and use. Like uh, you can, it just all these options to read and like study what you're doing wrong so you can improve and better yourself. It's second to none. All of these accessible accessibilities inside of this game to make newcomers and also veterans alike learn new things in order to try to make themselves better while playing this game. It's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. And you can take a lot of that stuff, either to arcade or even to the Battle Hub stuff. You can play some ranked battles if you choose to. But because of how well this plays, it makes me want to try more than just for you. It makes me want to try, like, say, well, maybe Luke or something like that, or Chun-Li, or even go through play as Kimberly or JP or something like that. It, it has that feel like what some of the better Street Fighter games had, which was, I want to play every single character. I want to learn their ins and outs. Street Fighter III Third Strike was the last one that I played that had me wanting to do that. I play that game over and over, depending upon playing characters like Ryu or Alex or maybe, maybe a little bit of Yoon or Yang or Akuma and stuff. But that fun accessibility stuff and that complexity while maintaining a lot of familiarity and in terms of getting things easier into, you know, a bridging into something more complicated. Yeah, that's what made Street Fighter 3 Third Strike fun for me. It feels like that with Street Fighter 6 to where I feel almost the exact same thing where I'm having so much fun playing with as these characters as well as fighting against opponents because they're pretty much at that same point with me right now to where it's like, I'm just learning this new game, this new system, these new ways to how to do things, you know, 
Yeah, man, I've had matches inside the beta to where I started understanding these systems a little bit better. I started performing well and taking out people <laughs> that were kind of like that were kind of like, okay, maybe I'm on level, maybe like a little bit below or something like that, but I'm starting to distinguish myself from the initial beginner that I was. But the reason I'm able to do that is because of how accessible it is for me to learn how to execute these things. Because one of the bigger complaints from, say, Street Fighter V was people didn't want to try to invest time inside of this game that were casual people because they see all these hard-ass combos that they cannot, they were not able to go forth and do. That was one of the complaints, other than the other complaint being lack of content on the release of Street Fighter V because that was more like a... Uh, it was more like a full $60 release and stuff, and it was so bare bones that they literally had, like, free updates up until, like, Season 2 when they had to introduce... They had, like, Akuma and stuff like that and all this other paid-for content that was, like, what, 30 bucks or something? But um, Street Fighter Six is chock full of a lot of extras, a lot of content in general. You can go through and play the single-player mode and get a lot out of that. You can go and play online, get a lot out of that, too. Hell, you if you really don't feel like fighting or something like that, you can go and spend time in their little arcade cabinets to play the, the, their classic like Capcom games and stuff from days long ago and stuff. There are so many options for this game. This is what makes Street Fighter VI such, such an interesting experience because it's doing stuff that fighting games of today or even from then it just never did you know and that's making it more not just accessible but just making it more of a complete experience in the modern time in the modern age but yeah i would definitely suggest if somebody had an inkling for a little bit of fighting games or some or they're on the fence about it dude you'd need to go for the pick up street fighter 6 because this if you're gonna buy one fighting game this year street fighter 6 is going to be the one because You'll find something, you'll find a fighter that you're going to want to play, you're going to be able to experiment and just know what you're going to do with how with your time and stuff. And yeah, this is definitely one of those type of games to where it kind of feels like how like a Madden or like an NBA thing where you'll play it throughout the entire year yeah. and stuff and still get a lot of good access or content from. Mm. So yeah, that's what I've been playing this yeah, week. Awesome. So I've been, I've been tempted by this game to... So, uh... Single player stuff sounds really, really cool, so I might mm. pick this one up actually. Um, but I think that will wrap it up for us this, uh, well, this time. Uh, if you, if you're enjoying this, uh, we will be back in a few days. Uh, we're gonna record it right after this. Uh, but for you guys, it'll be a few days later. We're gonna be do a Xbox and a Ubisoft prediction podcast. Uh, so come back. Like I said, like, follow, subscribe. Uh, let us show us down below with the links to all those things. Uh, but yeah, do all that please. Uh, but I was host. I was Tyler. And I've been Colonel Gable, so until next time, everyone, play some fun games. Hell, play Tears of the Kingdom, play Street Fighter Six, even play Diablo Four if you feel like it when that yeah. comes out. But most importantly of all that, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk-Nerds Podcast. Yeah, yep. Sweet. Too sweet, Bye, man. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>